0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Cat. And today we are going to be tying in some concepts that we have previously reviewed on the podcast all about the nervous system. So what I really wanted to paint the picture of for this episode is that... All this work on the nervous system is really to tie it into your spiritual journey or spiritual practices. So today's gonna be nervous system and spirituality. Are you ready, Kat? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So to paint the picture first of the nervous system, if you haven't heard our previous episodes where we have discussed this topic, I wanted to paint the picture one more time. So our nervous system is really our mind to body connection. It's our mind sen- sending signals to our body to let it know how to move, what to do. And the problem is, is when you have had high levels of stress, so whether that's because of your current environment, or you just grew up around really high stressful environments, or if you have a history of trauma, your nervous system, your nervous system can really have some dysfunction and actually being able to regulate itself back down. So you have two branches of the nervous system. You have your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. The sympathetic is known as the body's fight flight, freeze, and fawn mode, this is our response to stress. And the other side of the nervous system is our parasympathetic, which is responsible for regulation, rest, digestion. It regulates our temperature, our hormones. Like, it is great when the parasympathetic comes online. And previously, science used to really believe that the autonomic nervous system, these two branches, could not be influenced or affected, that these were things that just happened automatically. But now we really have The research to know that there's a lot of work that can actually be done with these two branches. And it's really looking at getting out of that constant chronic stress mode and knowing how to bring yourself back down into. A deeper sense of calm. And I think we can get so addicted to those stress hormones, it can feel really tough to ever actually let ourselves rest. I think signs that we are in sympathetic mode more often than we should be is just that inability to ever really rest, that inability to actually turn inward because you're so focused on what's going on, what people are thinking about you, what people are seeing, what's going on in your environment. Just crazy hyper vigilant mode. and it's it's um it takes time and retraining to get out of that chronic mode because at first when we feel restful it's going to feel extremely boring it's going to feel <laughs> really like withdrawing it feels like you're being taken away from something but over time when you can learn to really find ease in more of the slowness not that life's still not going to give you ups and downs but knowing how to bring it back to that again and again is what the work is so we've talked a lot before about me and cats spiritual healing and how much more we've been able to get out of communicating with our guides, hearing from higher beings, higher source, connecting to our inner knowing and just knowing that we are taken care of, a lot of that comes with this surrender that once you know how to integrate into deeper presence, you also then can start perceiving so much more that's happening. So instead of just taking in the five senses, the more work we do on the senses, the more we can find feel into that sixth sense, the more we're going to notice when something is trying to come through, the more we're going to hear our intuition when it's trying to talk. And this might be little hunches. It might be little visuals. It might be sensations across your skin, but you just slowly really start to realize that there is so much more than what is being perceived.
1: Mm-hmm. So well said. And um, as Jen was mentioning before, this can be hard to kind of Transition into if you're not used to it. So, if you're somebody who um, previously or currently craves drama and excitement and always being in the know on everything, um, you're someone who loves just like novelty and stimulation, then Calming the nervous system might feel like a foreign concept to you. Uh, this was me. That's why I say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And like you said, Jen, I think that was a good point of like, um, this might feel boring at first. And so some people might avoid it because when there is this sense of calm and stillness and peace, there might be some stuff that gets brought up or it might just be a lot of silence. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. The system doesn't really like that at first. So it's healthy though. Um, It's really, really healthy. It's good for us. So trust us. (laughs) uh, It might not sound very appealing at first, but um, when you're able to really... Arrive at that place of groundedness and carry that presence into the rest of your life. You're much more open to being a channel, a channel for everything that Jenja shared mm-hmm. of um, being open, receptive to spirit. And uh, I once heard this beautiful metaphor that I like to think about, and it's the hollow piece of bamboo, right? What we're doing with our nervous system when we are calming it and regulating it and coming to our meditation and breath work and yoga and all these practices that help that we are cleaning the bamboo so that our channel can become more clear and receptive to all that we need from the ground to the earth to the heaven above. It's just uh, receiving and letting that flow.
0: And yes, Kat, what you said with when you bring down your nervous system, other things can start to come up. I think that's also so important to bring awareness to. Often when we get out of that hypervigilance mode, that mode can almost make us numb, where we are so, we're in like survival and fight mode. And even though the fight is not you know, what our original bodies were like designed for, like attacking, you know, (laughs) if an animal attacks you running away, it's our body's same response to get out of danger so that we don't die. It's that that is the instinct that is happening inside of our bodies. And when you wind down from that, a lot of the emotions that were never really given the time to process can come up. So one mode that can happen is it feels really dull and really boring and you want to go back to your baseline. Line of high stress and you see yourself constantly wanting to create chaos around you. Or the other mode is when you calm down, a lot surfaces, pain surfaces, uh, a lot of crying, a lot of anger, this doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It means you're actually giving yourself space to feel. And our parasympathetic mode is really about release as well. There's a lot that can come out when our heart rate's not up so crazy and we're in this mode of just fighting. And so it's also important to remember that that doesn't have to mean something is going worse. It could be exactly as it should be. And we're meant to be feeling stuff as we go along. But unfortunately, some of the times we're in the highest of stress, we just don't really have the safety to be able to feel things in the moment. Like giant lash, lash outs at the office just aren't super smiled upon. I know, you know, it'd be nice if that could shift a little bit, like, okay, she's getting some stuff out. Um, But it's just not we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But it's important to do this. And I want to say one other thing with the nervous system at its basis is I think a lot of times when you don't have these regular practices to be retraining your nervous system and eventually getting to a point where regulation becomes easier to get back to, a lot of times we take this out on people around us. This can look like all of a sudden dumping 10 years of repressed emotions onto your partner for something that doesn't match the circumstance at all. These are... These are things that can happen when we're not taking that intentional practice with ourselves. A lot of it can end up spewing out and coming out at times that doesn't feel good either. And then what what you can feel after that can also feel equally shitty because we don't want to take things out on people that we care about, but it takes having intentional practices and I honestly deeply believe that with how busy our society is now I don't think we can really compromise these nervous system practices I honestly think this is something we all need to have in our toolbox to do very regularly because we're just built up a lot busier as human beings now than ever before it's so true ain't Mm. it the truth man
1: Bad. Yeah, um, I feel like by this time of year, right? It's it's Black Friday. It's November. Uh, we're all pretty there, right? It's like September and October are such a sprint after coming back from the summer that by this time, I think we're all so ready for a break. So that's why we wanted to share this episode with you all now. I know that I myself am pretty much there, I'm like exhausted from work and just all the things and. A little break sounds really really appealing so mm-hmm. something i'm doing right now is taking a little break from social media um i am not on instagram which is pretty much like the one social app i go on facebook you know every once in a while to keep up with family but um i'm i'm taking a two month break this sorry two weeks got two months that would be life-changing <laughs> probably <So> very <laughs> proud of you <laughs> thank you last november i actually did one week and this november i'm doing two weeks just to see how it goes and I'm not being super strict with myself because I find that when I am really disciplined with something I go into all or nothing mentality and then it's like oh once I break it it's gone it's done I shouldn't have even tried in the first place Mm -hmm. right some of that perfectionism comes in so yeah I have been back on it like once or twice or maybe three times already but it's for like a minute and then I'm back off and my two weeks continues
0: yeah, and the point of that is, is you're just giving yourself a break from having constant, I mean, our phones dump. They affect our brain chemistry for sure. We're just taking in really high stimulation. It's like crack for the brain. And so, yeah, that over time, your threshold for what you're gonna need to feel content, it's very attic You have to watch mm-hmm. and stay on top of that. And I think social media has tons of benefit to it, but it's also really important that when we're being stimulated that much that we also know that the practices are non-negotiable that bring us down, That is that can deeply affect your sleep, um, your ability to be able to eat correctly and digest because the mm-hmm. parasympathetic... Is in charge of that stuff, and if you are constantly in "give me, give me, give me, give me" mode, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be able to just wind down. Where you're digesting great, you're sleeping great, you feel calm and happy. You know, we have to stay on top of this stuff.
1: It's so true. I think I'm gonna start calling social media "brain crack." Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, oh, I haven't been on brain crack for a couple days. Crack. Just a quick little hit. (laughs) It's bad. But it's also, you know, I don't think the technology is going anywhere. So that's another reason why I say I don't think we have a choice in these practices Mm -hmm. anymore. And it's I think we so much like want to paint this picture of like, how long do I have to do it for? Like maybe like two months, then I'll be good. Like. No, this is a, your body needs you. Your body is the only thing you got. You need Mm -hmm. to spend time connecting with it. And that can, we've given so many resources throughout this podcast. We're going to share a few more. But one other aspect of the nervous system we've talked about now, it being linked to spirituality because it helps enhance your sixth sense when your nervous system is online. But another cool thing I want to share with the nervous system is the fact that when we are regulated in our body so we're doing this hard work to be able to be more present less less on crack (laughs) then the more we actually feel like we can be that beacon for people around us so science has been able to show this again and again that when groups are together syncing up in song and in dance and in Any form of kind of just like creative release, doing yoga together, doing meditation in large groups, there is a sync up that happens. So when one person is regulated, you can really be a beacon for people around you to regulate. They've studied this a lot with mothers and their babies, how the baby just knows what to feel based on what the mom is feeling. There's just a lot of sync up in our connection as human beings. And I think it's important that, Even though this work sometimes can feel unnecessary and you can come up with excuse after excuse to not do it. And, you know, there's endless, there's so many distractions you can go to, right? That can pull you out of these practices. These practices can get boring and you feel like maybe I don't need them anymore. I've done the work. We are trying once again. The goal of this podcast, me and Kat's like life mission, what we care about and what we want the what society to care about is we are trying to make the world a better place to where we are not repeating these patterns of making people have to go into repression, feel alone and what their deepest, darkest feelings are. We want people to know that there is inherently connection amongst all of us and that we are all a part of the same thing. And to be able to do that is so much, you know, all it takes is you working on you and what that can radiate in your inner circle and just the people around you. I think we will never fully understand the impact of it, but it's definitely... Much bigger than I think what we can see.
1: Mm, yes, sister. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <Love you. laughs> I feel that. Love you too. That's why we're here to awaken together, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I feel that. It's like, um, I remember the first time that I really felt that um, I was working in it was like two jobs ago as a sales trainer. And I remember some of my favorite people just being like, oh, I love our meetings, not just for like what we talk about and like how you help me with my job, but also because you're just a grounding presence. I was like, really? Oh, thank you. And that was a time that I was really, really focused on my meditation practice. I was practicing yoga like three, four times a week. I was just really grounded and rooted in my rituals um, for regulation. And I, yeah, it's it's literally that. It's like if you can show up as your best, most common centered self and have that be authentic when others are around you, it's going to rub off on them. It's
0: an energy. It's it is. so an
1: energy. It's contagious, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like once that moment happens and you've created that, you know, 10, 15 minutes of them to just like take everything down a notch, then they get to go off in the rest of their day and share it with others then too. Mm-hmm. And it's the ripple effect, right? It's like how we change the world. One calm, overactive nervous system at a time. <laughs>
0: Yes, I love that. And yeah, when you start getting compliments on your energy, you're doing it right, you know? (laughs) I just love your aura. You know, that's where we're at. I love your aura. (laughs) Yes. That is the compliment. Yes. Um, And yeah, one other component to paint, I feel like the more work you're doing, and because obviously there's circles through social media in your community where you can let all of this out, right? You find your spiritual people, you hear people talking about these subjects, but there's also places where you don't hear any of this being talked about and you can look around and just feel like you're a part of a different universe because of how much you have shed and gone through. And then being around people that are just on a completely different level in conversation, what their, what their concerns are, just, it can be tough. But I definitely think it's important And instead of that making you feel more alone, which is very valid, it can feel very lonely. And I went through so much time of loneliness uh, originally in my journey feeling like I wasn't going to be able to find people that cared about the same stuff as me. But I think Same. if we remember, yeah, that our energy is speaking louder than words. And that is one part of it. And I do think you start super attracting the people for you when they're actually getting to meet the authentic version of you because it's it automatically advertises for you. But another aspect is... We need to be able to hold these practices and be able to stand in them, even in uncomfortable situations. So, I do think that when we're in spaces where this is just completely foreign, instead of looking around, just feeling like no one's getting you, just remembering too that even just sharing your perspective and your take, even if it's not met with receptiveness, I do think there's so much importance in. If you're in a place where you can do that without it causing dysregulation, it helps to plant seeds of deeper connection. People inherently, no matter how far they seem from this, our essence is to come to this sense of mind, body, and spirit work. It just is, it makes so much sense when our body literally functions a hundred percent better when these practices are in place. It's not just a suggestion, it's true fact. And people are craving connection, whether they want to ever admit it or not. And when you can stand there, you might be labeled as this, that, or the other, but I think when you can stand there in your own and be unaffected, um, and also not having to go quiet necessarily about your opinion. You don't have to say your opinion to prove anything to anyone, but Own who you are at all places, Mm -hmm. because I think we definitely need that to go out to. And playing the game of what you're going to say and not going to say can take us right back into those dysfunctional dysregulation patterns of needing the external to validate something for us when in reality we validate it for ourselves.
1: Yes, your story is your power. No one else's story is exactly like yours, um, but others might see themselves in what you share. So just recently, um, I was telling Jen before, but I had an experience, maybe some mushrooms were involved, <laughs> but I was um, in a place with some some close people where I was just getting deep and I was getting deep on some things in life and I wasn't necessarily met with the same level of deepness and then you know I got in my head a little bit after and I was thinking gosh like maybe I shouldn't have shared so much maybe I overshared but then like the voice of my higher self came back and was like no you shared about who you are and your life and don't you love when others do that and that Mm -hmm. kind of just brought me back of like yes how could I feel bad if I shared my truth right mm-hmm. like this is me take it or leave it <laughs> yeah. um and of course, I did so in a respective way. Um, there wasn't any putting down of anyone else in it, so I wasn't hurting anybody. I was just sharing my story, my truth, mm-hmm. um, my life, and that's really what life's all about, isn't it? Like, if I can't get deep on mushrooms, <laughs>
0: or just <laughs> any other time in life, like, what am I doing, right? <laughs> uh, so, so right. And so, I hope this kind of paint the paints the picture a little bit more that the nervous system. Is not just to heal from trauma, it's also where we get to strengthen our communication with. Our higher guides, our higher beings, our higher self, and also really start to spread a higher depth of connection, which is the goal. So, we wanted to share a few practices with you for nervous system regulation. We've shared a lot of different meditations on this that you could refer back to throughout the podcast. We've also shared um, a lot of talks about yoga and how to implement some of that. Both of those have extensive. Research on activating the parasympathetic, our rest and regulation mode. But I wanted to share, I put this on TikTok a lot. Me and Danny do co regulation and kind of sensory nights and this is not a regular thing we really do it more when we're starting to feel like really out of tune like where we're both in the house and just so busy doing our own thing which i love that we both have that hyper independent side but we also sometimes like get yeah we're both on crack like as we said and <laughs> you can feel it and i'm like okay i feel like we need to like come come together and just kind of wind down and I know I can't do it alone because right now I'm feeling just like hyper you know and it helps so much when you can when you have a friend or a partner that can do it with you it can be really nice to have I think at at first and I do some practices by myself and I do some with Danny and so what we will do is we will set a timer and we'll hold a hug. We'll set a timer. And, and this is usually like two to three minutes for each one. One's a long hug. Then the next practice will be taking turns talking, letting Danny share anything that's on his heart while I am just there to listen and vice versa. That takes off the pressure of communication where, you know, Every single thing you're saying creates a response. Um, it can make you feel a little bit more relaxed. And that way you can kind of share stuff that might even surprise you out loud. That's happened to me so many times. <laughs> and then, yeah, we also will take turns even just staring into each other's eyes. That one is always very scary. But also it's beautiful just to let yourself be seen without all the distractions. There's a lot of studies on regulation being done Um, what that does to the nervous system as well. A few other things that uh, I've done as uh, with a partner is me and Danny will take turns drawing on each other's backs, just doing some pictures or writing some words. And then another fun one that we like to do is to both put in our headphones and we play songs for each other. So we give each other like a little music tour of like two or three songs. So cute. <laughs> And these are just like fun ways where we're not just like watching TV or on the phone and doing stuff like that together. It helps us like do stuff that's a little bit more vulnerable, but also helps us actually feel calm and then we can wind down. So if we're ever both like really hyper later in the evening and I'm like, how am I going to get to sleep being this awake? This is that is one of the times I will pull out some of these practices. Want to share some more, Kat? Yeah, so many great tips in there. I love it. (laughs) Kyle and
1: I have a a little thing
0: we do together too. We just call
1: it creative time. And we uh, will each have like a little creative project that we're working on. For me, um, I don't, I haven't lately had like one project. So I've just been whipping out my adult coloring books. and (laughs) Just like beautiful mandalas or animals and take out my colored pencils. And then Kyle lately, he's been creating these Gundams which I don't know if you guys know what these are but they are like Japanese action figures and so I am sharing one of Kyle's nerdy little secrets here but I don't Hot. think will mind. Both of our guys have a lot of nerdy little secrets. They sure do. I love it though. I'm actually looking at some right now. He has them on his desk where I record this podcast. We'll have to but. post
0: one on the story. Oh
1: yes definitely. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about then. Like little action figures that look like robots. It's so funny. There's that. like stories to them and everything. So he'll do that all color and then we'll play a podcast in the background or listen to an audiobook together and then We'll occasionally pause it and just like talk about what we heard if um, it brings up some conversation points. Like we've listened to the Man Enough podcast where we'll talk about like gender roles or uh, right now we're listening to this book called The Baby Decision and that is a whole thing itself. I love it. (laughs) So yeah, it's just like fun little conversation time. That's no pressure. We're just doing our own thing, creative time together. But yeah, it's a nice way to like wind down at the end of the day.
0: I love that cat. And yeah, just to share some individual practices. So going on your yoga mat, doing breath work, even just um, going on to, or going outside and getting into nature, that is so syncing up for our nervous system. The trees are talking to us, everybody, Yes. Just in case you don't know that. And <laughs> they are literally helping us to feel calm. Literally, nature is giving us energy. That is a uh, go-to 100% of the time if you're just really needing that reset. I am going to be doing a 30-day reset regulation program with Oriana Barger, who we've had on this podcast, who shares the background with physical therapy, yoga, and trauma work. And we have put together 30 days worth of videos to do January 1st through the 30th. The videos are going to be sent out every day and just be about 15 to 20 minutes long so that you can actually do 30 days of getting true examples of what regulating your nervous system looks like and how to do it. So if you want to sign up for that. That's on my website, sensiblewellness.com.
1: So awesome. That'll be great. Y'all should definitely check that out. Um, and with it being Black Friday, we had some a couple of ideas um, that would be great for gifts that aren't material objects kind of like our last episode just a little piggyback on that so one do jen's retreat gifted to a friend family member um Thank two you. of course <laughs> uh we have a little list here um of ways that you can help somebody who you love a friend a partner a family member anybody calm their overactive nervous system so jen mentioned a couple of them with yoga you could get a gift card to a local yoga studio um meditation i also have a a meditation club. If you're curious about that, I'm also leading um, a workshop on New Year's Day. If you're local to Denver, can follow me on Instagram for uh, more information about that. It's going to be at Nurture and it's $44 for dynamic meditation, intention setting for the new year, all that good stuff. I'm so a couple long. couple fun <laughs> workshops we have coming up. Um, spending time in nature. So this could be real low cost where you plan a hike with somebody and you plan like a little picnic after. A massage gift card for that is always a great idea. Essential oils, aromatherapy can really help calm the nervous system acupuncture this has been huge for me lately it helps stimulate points in the body associated with relaxation uh so gift card for that any herbal supplements like lavender chamomile valerian so many good things out there um that aren't necessarily like material objects some of them might be but more so experiences just to help promote that gift of calm
0: yes yeah.
1: Love it, <laughs> so we also wanted to share with you all that we are running a giveaway. <laughs> woo, woo, <yay. laughs> so uh, we are going to be sharing this. Um, really now you get to know, but starting December 1st, so uh, just in a couple days, we have our holiday giveaway, and this is similar to the last one that we ran, in case you're familiar with that, but we are going to post on our Instagram, and we're asking for you to share that post tag two friends in your story or more follow us on instagram and then be sure to follow us wherever you stream this podcast to be entered to win one of four awesome prizes ready for the prizes
0: yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, number one birth chart reading with jen Woo! these are amazing seriously <laughs> Jen is the astrology baddie, as you all know, and her birth chart readings are such a gift and so insightful. We get real deep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Next up is virtual Reiki. So awesome option in case you have never received it or you are looking to receive it and don't want to leave the comfort of your own home. Jen can do that really, really well. And then another option is the Healthy Pantry Makeover. So this is a one-hour guided tour of your kitchen where I help you uh, come up with different healthy alternatives, notice food trends, and really put on your food detective hat and find secret little tricky ingredients that are hiding in your food. Um, Kat and then- is the nutrition baddie. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> And then the final one is three months to my meditation club. So we meet virtually on Zoom every Monday. I lead you through a guided meditation. And there's some journaling prompts and awesome community connection. So we will announce one winner on December 30th, 1230. So you have about a month to enter this, tell your friends, and then we'll uh,
0: announce the winner then. We're excited to see who wins. And we really appreciate you guys continuing to help us grow definitely. Thank you all so much. We love you.
1: And for just a little bit more added value for this episode, something that you can return to whenever you want, I'm going to lead us through a pretty short but effective five senses meditation. And I love this meditation. It's one that my therapist actually would do with me often whenever I was just like working on EMDR, some heavy stuff would come up and I needed to ground again. So it's amazing for grounding, amazing to return to and just have in your tool belt for any of those anxious times, whether you're with family during the holiday season or something else is coming up in your life that really could use a little bit of that grounding presence. So go ahead and get comfortable. If you are in a place where you can sit and close your eyes, that's probably what I would recommend doing. If not, that's okay. I know sometimes we listen to this driving. Please don't close your eyes if that's you. (laughs) Just get comfy. Feather your nest. Let your sits bones root down to the surface underneath you. Relax your jaw. Soften your eyebrows. Relax your hips and your belly. Just let your shoulders fall away from your ears. We'll take a few rounds of breath just to settle in. Take a deep breath in. Let it all go. Two more like that. Breathe in through your nose. Fill your belly all the way up. Open your mouth and send it all out. One more time, just like that. Breathe all the way in. Fill your vessel with fresh air. Exhale through your mouth. Let it all out. Now, if you close your eyes, simply open them back up for just a moment and look around you. Using your sense of sight, name five
2: things that you notice. You can count them on your hand. Just call it what you see. Water bottle. Pencil. Take a deep breath in. And out.
1: Close your eyes if you feel comfortable and safe doing so. If not, simply find a soft gaze over the bridge of your nose. And we'll tune into the sense of touch.
2: What are four things that you can feel? This might be your shirt on your skin. Chair, you're sitting on your feet on the floor, anything like that. Next, we're going to move into the sight of sound. What are three things that you can hear in this very moment? Maybe my voice, maybe a fan. Next, what are two things that you can smell? Two things that you can smell
1: and if there's nothing that is coming to mind right now
2: you can think of two things that you like the smell of don't need to overthink it just whatever comes to mind first and then finally
1: moving into our final sense of taste What is one thing that you can presently taste
2: or one thing that you like the taste of? Take a deep breath in.
1: Exhale that breath out. Whenever you feel ready, you can begin to return to your body. Opening your eyes, returning to the room in which you're inhabiting. And know that this practice is always here for you. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And we will be back with you on December 30th for our final episode of the year. Love y'all.